0: we're off topic already oh, no. Parker, it's been it's been moments and we're already off topic okay
1: welcome to well don't do that a podcast about relationships romantic relationships, familiar relationships, friendships, and most importantly, the relationship with yourself. I'm Parker.
0: And I'm Angel.
1: And today we are talking about the five love languages. So just to let you know, Angel uh, wanted me to preface this by saying that she was like really into this whole thing. She was like, oh, what's your love language? And After research is now fully jaded.
0: Yep. I mean, that's what happens. I think sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I still want to talk about like our love languages just because, you know, and like what they are. And I definitely think you should, I think the history that you're going to give us on it is going to be really interesting because something that I didn't realize is that, love the concept of love languages is as old as I am and I'm an idiot so <laughs> it's like probably <laughs> I not love a that good for sign. some reason those two things are related to you well like, for I, some reason those it's like because I'm if it's only you know if the concept is only 28 years old it's just it's still a babe you know
0: yeah yeah it felt a little bit like researching this you know when you start a show. And then you look up your favorite character, and then it's like, yada, 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 death. And you're like, well, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Now I love this character that I know is doomed.
1: (laughs) So, first of all, what are the five lung languages? Words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and gifts. I think I always forget Mm -hmm. about the words of affirmation one. I always forget that is in there. That's my jam. That one, I feel. And then you should talk about uh, the guy who like invented all of this.
0: Yeah, so um, it's our good friend, Gary Chapman. He's not actually our friend of the podcast. I don't know why I've said that. And his book, which Parker mentioned already, he published 28 years ago. Yes. And it has been off and on the New York Times bestseller list since then. So, you know, continues to be super popular.
1: Yeah, it seems like it will, like, every once in a while, people will, like, remember that that's a concept Mm -hmm. and then get really into it again.
0: Yeah, I know I've seen quite a bit of stuff on on the TikTok lately about love languages. Maybe it's because of my Google searches, researching it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's very targeted. I haven't seen anything about love languages on mine, but I'm just there for the drama of TikTok. That's my favorite part of TikTok is messy tiktok
0: so we already know that Uh, my favorite part of tiktok is definitely educational tiktok i love when people are just like let me tell you about this king from 1482 and what he did to his wife like i just really want that deep deep knowledge
1: (laughs) yeah spoiler alert he murdered her
0: um yeah (laughs) so we're off topic already it's been it's been moments and we're already off topic okay gary Chapman. Let's talk about the man. So he is a Baptist pastor, a talk show host, and an author with no background in talk therapy besides church-based marriage counseling, which I think, no offense to any Christian listeners, we can all agree is a little bit biased, a little bit like Jesus biased, you know because i think we can all agree the bible has some outdated views of relationships <laughs> yeah but i will
1: say like just to play devil's advocate the reason why noah and i went to like couples counseling before we got married is because that is a concept in the church like if you're going mm-hmm. to get married in a church usually the pastor or whoever is marrying you wants to have you in for couples like not counseling, but just like interviews and kind of preparing you for marriage. And I really do like that idea that like some Mm -hmm. that you don't just like rush off to the altar that like you talk about very specific things before you get married and have important conversations before you get married. And I do really like that idea of it. And I just think that also what's important to preface is that like Christianity comes in all different forms and some people take it and make it, most of the people in the world take it and make it into a really great thing. And it's really helpful for people. And so, and then, you know, it's the minority that really will take it and make it into something nasty and mean and bigotry and you know what I'm saying? Like...
0: Mm-hmm. Just to defend my great grandmother, who's extremely religious. She's yeah, a great I'm sure person. Gary Chapman is really happy that you're in his corner right now. Yeah,
1: I mean, you've somebody's got to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, this was all kind of just to say that, like, this thing that I think people put, lo- you know, love languages. I feel like people put a lot of weight into this idea, and um, it hasn't come from like a place of research or like psychotherapy or
1: yeah it shouldn't be like anything that you like base something serious on but i think it can be a way for you to understand yourself and your partner a little bit better for sure do you not agree yeah because in the notes angel wrote also a baptist yikes and i will say the baptists are as a southerner baptists are a bit much
0: you know Yeah, you'll notice I edited that out of my description, but that was just for you and me, Parker. Thanks for, thanks for exposing me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just feel like it's like, if you have, if you've like, Baptist church is so boring. I cannot even tell you. I mean, I'm sure there's some Baptist churches that's got the little rock band up front or whatever, but like, oh my God, it's so terrible. It's like, oh, open up your hymnal now. Barf barf barf, I mean I am agnostic, so I don't really give a shit. But um, church is so can be so strange sometimes. It just is a weird concept to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people are really going to church for like the fun of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think people go to church for like the community
0: and to get yeah. and to get COVID. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> i feel like this episode is already very chaotic yeah that's okay (laughs) then.
1: well i mean especially since like you know love languages are kind of you know we're just like made up with this by this guy i mean i definitely think we can talk about like i don't know who he is and i mean he has uh published other bestsellers as well gary chapman But I don't know who he is. It seems like it's all in that trend of like, you know, your mom and dad, like I, my parents never did this. This isn't my generation, but my mom's parents would have totally gone to some sort of like, you know, marriage counseling through the church or something like that. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's like that for whatever reason, I think to like probably prevent divorces, the church got very involved in people's um, personal lives. Yeah. Of, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think that's because this did come out in early nineties and I definitely think like it was kind of on that people were into, you know, working on their marriages through the church that was on very normal. And I wonder what it yeah. is like now. Cause I'm definitely not a part of that world if I ever really was so
0: yeah and I think I view his like books because there are multiple about like the love languages of children and stuff like that I view them less so in like actual therapy books and more so in almost like self-help books and like you know just like knowledge you know like relationship knowledge books you know because they're not really that scientific. It's more just from his experiences of being a marriage counselor for so long, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Cause I just know like my grandmother in law, I guess Noah's grandmother, she was amazing woman. uh, This is what she did. Like she like specifically would, she did at one point couples counseling, like from a spiritual side, from a religious side. And uh, I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, she i know would talk to us a lot whenever we would visit her about just things to help us you know like Mm -hmm. something i'll always remember is whenever noah complimented my hair and i was just like oh whatever it looks terrible and she was like what no you have to say thank you like at least acknowledge that he gave you a compliment you know
0: yeah yeah because um my mom is uh A normal amount of religious, you know, a normal amount of Christian. She's not like a zealot or anything. But I know after her and my dad finally got divorced, she went to like a divorce care group within her church. And that sense of community and like the friendships that she made there, I think, really helped her through that time in ways in which I was not equipped to.
1: Yeah, of course. No one should be having to help their parent through divorce um let's get back on track then about the whole love languages um because i it it is (laughs) i mean i think it's fun to talk about so then do you want to go into the giving and receiving
0: sure so um i don't know if it's technically in his book or not but i found some research about it that there's you actually have two love languages the one in which we would call the giving one, which is how you naturally show love to other people and not just partners. You know, this could be like friends and family, how you just like show your appreciation of them. And then the receiving one, which is how you Mm -hmm. experience, like prefer to experience love, I guess is how you would say it. Yeah. I think oftentimes these come from like childhood or relationship histories because like, I know for me, You know, I was always, like, craving words of affirmation when I was a kid just because, like, there were extenuating circumstances that were really stressful. So, like, for someone to be like, wow, good job on this test, like, that meant a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And I think I've, like, carried that into adulthood.
1: Yeah, I know my family shows love through gifts. And so, that's definitely, like, one of my bigger love languages as far as, like, receiving goes, just because I think that that's kind of like the culture of our family, and I don't really know if that's a Iranian thing or a Persian thing or whatever, but it definitely <laughs> originally started with my grandfather, so and I know like it whenever I visited Iran, um I got a lot of gifts, like it was you know I got a gifts, and they threw several parties for me, so I think. I mean, it could be possibly a cultural thing as well on the whole gift side of things, but I know like words of affirmation. And one thing I did put down at the bottom is that like everyone needs all of these at some point in their relationship, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. needs words of affirmation and have quality time with their partner and they need their partner to help them out with things and do nice stuff for them. And, you know, I think the one that maybe you could argue against is the physical touch and maybe the gifts, uh, physical touch. I'm just thinking about like anybody who's in a relationship that suffers from trauma that needs more understanding in that physical touch area and, Mm um, you know, or just an asexual couple, perhaps, uh and then also with the gifts i mean there's whole religions uh you know think about i mean if it wasn't the case that everybody needs a gift every once in a while uh then i guess everybody what is it the latter day the seven day adventists or whatever would be divorced right and i uh, very unhappy which i'm not saying they're not very unhappy mm-hmm. you know <laughs> we don't know yeah because they're in a cult so they don't know um yeah and then i know like I'm always looking for words of affirmation, and I'll literally just tell Noah that I need it. I'm like,
0: uh, isn't this dinner really delicious? Yeah, I mean, I think words of affirmation is one of these, one of the ones on here that might be, like, the easiest to achieve because mm-hmm. it's it can be so immediate.
1: Yeah, it's just verbal confirmation that, like, what you're doing is appreciated and seen mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody needs that, right?
0: Yeah, because the next one is quality time, which I think I've struggled in the past with just because I was, like, in school and working at the same time and then also, like, living with my partner. So, like, trying to find moments in which to have quality time, like, undivided attention, this is time that we are sharing together was, like, really difficult,
1: Yeah. And something that I was also thinking about is that um, for couples who are living together in quarantine right now, which definitely is me and Noah, it is hard because Mm -hmm. you're not going out like Noah and I were in Tennessee. We're extremely concerned about the variant that's coming out. And so we even purchased like better masks, like the KN95 masks. I mean, we're not going anywhere. So like... To have a date night just looks really different in our home now. Mm-hmm. And also with the baby, you know, like maybe quality time is just like watching a movie after he goes to sleep or something. Um mm-hmm. you know, for us, quality time includes a lot of sex, you know, because you gotta put it in when you can, right? Like, you know, we're dealing with a a guy who has no No appreciation for our personal time. (laughs) I can hear him right now. He just woke up from a nap. The baby, right? No, you don't get to spend any time without me. Yeah, Mr. Baby's like, Mr. Baby's like, get me out of here. I need to be the center of attention. (laughs) And I think also just like thinking outside of quarantine, whenever you move in with someone, like quality time well, what does that mean? Because I feel like that means something different to everyone else. Are you just cool with sitting back and watching TV together? Do you need to, like, have a meal together? Like, what, it, you know what I mean? What mm-hmm. is that? What What is quality time is very, you know, like, you have to define that, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I think there is a distinction between, because when you live with someone, especially... During quarantine, you're technically together mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, endless. You know there. what I mean? It. I think it's just about having this conversation of like, well, how can we really like show appreciation for each other and show appreciation for our time shared together to like do something a little bit more special?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that like one area where I've always kind of Noah has irritated me, and he cannot plan anything. Like, mm. you know, you asked this kid what do you want to eat for dinner or like, where do you want to eat for dinner? And I'm not going to help you decide you have to choose where we eat for dinner. It's like, I mean, I've seen him have a breakdown from that where it's just like, no, I don't want to decide anything ever. And it's like, that's the kind of quality time I used to really enjoy before pre quar was uh you know just going out to dinner and stuff like that that's my favorite so acts of service that one I don't know anything about I think that's
0: how I show love though I don't know yeah maybe yeah because I just in the outline defined it as easing your partner's responsibilities or worries so like It's kind of taking note of what's stressing your partner out, you know, like maybe they're overwhelmed that they just got home from work and now the laundry needs folding, you know, something like that. And you just taking the initiative to be like, oh, I'll just do that.
1: Yeah, I know like my dad's way, you know, he wouldn't always be like lovey-dovey or anything like that. But he definitely would make sure that your car, like that your car was full of emergency items, you know, flashlight, jumper cables, Mm -hmm. this and that, like he's going to take care of you in other ways to show you that he loves you. And I mean, Mm -hmm. he also says it a lot, but um, I just think that acts of service, especially since I have become a forced, a quarantine stay at home mom is what I'll call it. Uh, You know, acts of service, definitely how I show my love because it's the easiest way for me to show my love. I mean, you know, it is, it must be, I know Noah enjoys that like I do his laundry and I cook our meals and keep the house tidy, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Especially since he did not really have that, like people did not really super take care of him whenever he was a kid he wasn't neglected or anything like that but like he just i mean he grew up in a single mother household and you know she worked a lot and so you know he started doing his laundry from an extremely young age cooking his meals as well and so i think noah kind of likes the you know the the difference there. Like he doesn't need me to do any of things like this. Like he doesn't need me to help him, and it's not like oh, you know, you shouldn't mother your husband or something like that. Well, someone's got to show him that he's loved, right? So, I mean, that's just kind of how how I see it in our relationship. So I I think he enjoys it even if he doesn't like, you know, say oh. How I receive love is acts of service, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Because how he receives love is definitely physical touch.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe when this episode comes out, we'll have like a little soundbite from Noah being like, "Mm, actually, it's not physical touch, Parker. Thank you very much. (laughs) Wouldn't that be hilarious? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's like... uh, we just talked
1: about it the other day. You, there's no way people didn't hear that baby screaming. Um, but
0: anyway. We, That's we, okay. My parents just had a full conversation outside the door. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we just talked about it the other day. And it definitely is physical touch. He, um, but the only thing is that uh, yours says non-sexual contact. And for Noah, any, he can make anything sexual. So don't even test him. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. Because, you know, you just come up behind him and give him a kiss. And he's like, hey, you know, it'd be really cool. This is, he does this to me all the time. He's like, hey, hey, what you doing over there? I'm like on the other side of the couch. Hey, you know what would be really, really cool? And it's like, what? What? No. What would be really cool right now? He was like, if you gave me a blowjob. That's most of our conversations at night. <laughs> yeah. So Noah. Noah, uh, his, like, well, I'll say it this, way. his love language, uh, he is
0: physical touch, especially in his penis area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I doubt Gary Chapman had that as a chapter in his book. Well, too bad, Gary. God, freaking loosen up a little bit. <laughs> I would love if he did, though. We'd like turn to chapter 12 and it's like the penis area physical touch no it's just like a (laughs) chapter
1: about blowjobs you know
0: yeah that's a different book but i would read that book
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh so good okay let's see here and then i mean i don't know i already talked about gifts i think it it can be i do worry it's like a little materialistic definitely though
0: yeah because my i think the one way i don't know i kind of see myself in all of these i do a little bit of all these but i definitely am like a gift giver that's like how i show love Mm -hmm. and it's never like something expensive or anything like that it's like here i painted you this picture here i like you know made this with my bare hands for you or oh i noticed you needed this you know like i'll literally (laughs) wrap i did this to charlie (laughs) It was so hilarious. He, like, bought a lamp and didn't have a light bulb, and I was like, hmm. And I went and bought him a light bulb, and then I wrapped it. Like, it was something exciting. And then he opened it, and he was like, oh, thanks. But well, to me, I that was like, is exciting. you needed this. Yeah, does he yeah. think that the
1: light bulb comes with the lamp whenever you buy it? Like, who just doesn't no, no, have a light just... bulb in their
0: house? No, well, he just... Ugh. Don't even get me started. But he had, he bought the lamp at Goodwill. Like we bought it together Uh, it clearly didn't have a bulb, but he, you know, he works and goes to school, so he hadn't had time to do it. So I just came over one day and like presented this beautifully wrapped little box. And he was like, Ooh, what is this? And we hadn't been dating very long and he opened it up and it was like a cool LED color changing light bulb. And I was just like, here you go. Oh, that is a gift. That's cool. I like the color changing ones.
1: That's a very cool. Yeah, I uh, I just think, you know, and, like, even just that you, whenever you were out, you thought about someone and then went to, per, you know, because, like, whenever you got Clay, that cute stuff from Old Navy, uh, which, by the way, that sweater that you got him is great. Um, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. No, it's, like, it is really, it's a good, I can't go into baby sweaters right now on the podcast,
0: but, um Maybe we should have a separate baby sweater podcast. Would you guys listen to that? Write us if you would listen to that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Write us if you would listen to that. Uh, It's just like a bunch of perverts that are really into baby sweaters. Um, Anyway. They're like, oh, yeah, Yeah. talk about the cable (laughs) (laughs) knit." Oh, my God. This episode is definitely, like, a little loosey-goosey. Okay.
0: I think that's okay. I feel uh, like.
1: People need a little loosey-goosey. Yeah, I'm very into it. Um, Like, to the point where I forgot about what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, just the fact that you were out and, like, saw something and then bought it, I think, where you're like, oh, you know, Clay would look so cute in this. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Always appreciated. So.
0: Thank you for the words of affirmation. I am, like... Getting all warm and fuzzy inside. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what I just thought about? Maybe that's why. I mean, obviously I do like to get people gifts and I do like whenever I'm in a store, I'm thinking about the people in my life, but maybe I do enjoy it so much because I usually get words of affirmation from it. I wonder if there's some sort of connection. Ooh, I, why
1: not? I mean, you know, we talked about in one of our uh, earlier episodes in partner arguments about like one of the, one of the top reasons for disagreement. And like the last one is lack of appreciation. And I feel like that Mm -hmm. can come from just lack of words of affirmation, right?
0: Like. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, Mr. Chapman was kind of thinking about when he wrote this was like, these were issues that he saw time and time again between Marriages that he counseled upon, you know, like Mm -hmm. these are the five things that, you know, can maybe help your relationship if you just like pay attention to them. Yeah, definitely. I mean,
1: I even suggested to Noah one time, like, because I was feeling underappreciated, you know, what would be really cool is if I could get like a little gift. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was just like a coffee mug, but still, like, you know, you want to feel appreciated by your partner and you know, any of these, any of these love languages can help communicate that can, can, can facilitate the feeling of feeling
0: appreciated. Right. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Definitely. And I think also we talked about it a little bit later, but I'd like to say it now. Uh, These are kind of the points in which, I realized I didn't like love languages or was like less excited about them than I thought. And it's because I think sometimes people maybe read this book or like research love languages and then they think it's going to fix their relationship if they just figure out their partner's love language and then do that. And that's all they have to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, you know, it can kind of get, cause I know I'm very competitive you know, it's kind of like, well, I did this thing for you and your love language is this. And then, you know, it's kind of this back and forth where you're not doing, you shouldn't be trying to use your partner's love language to like win or something like that. You're doing it to show appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know,
1: it kind of like, I think any uh, any of that like keeping tabs on things, keeping score Mm -hmm. of things can be just very hard on a relationship. Uh, You know, what I was thinking is that like, I would always throw like a birthday party for Noah. I've put on a lot of birthday parties for Noah and then, and his birthday's in June and then mine birthday's in July. And then I would feel very disappointed when my birthday came and it was like, I planned my own birthday. You know what I mean? Like Oof, where she's yeah. like, at some point I just have to, uh, at some point I just realized that like, you know, well then fine. I, you know, I'm not going to plan you something. He doesn't even want anything big for his birthday. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not really even going to put anything on for him. So just so then I don't feel disappointed in the end. I did. I would say I did do a <laughs> COVID friendly, small gathering for him. Whenever things were looking a little better for his birthday this year. So, but cause it was his 30th. Yeah.
0: Cause Charlie's birthday. um, Well, I'm not going to say when his birthday is, but it's coming up and it's just like on a random Tuesday. And I am trying to figure out how to, Oh, (laughs) I just realized that Charlie's going to listen to this. Hopefully it comes out after his birthday. But my surprise for Charlie that I'm going to try to do is like get all of his friends to his animal crossing Island And then set up, like, a voice chat so that we can all just, like, be like, hey, Charlie. And, like, bring him little Animal Crossing gifts and stuff. I don't know. That's so cute. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think so, because he loves playing. And, I mean, he does a movie night every Friday with his friends. So, like, he sees his friends probably more than I see some of my friends. At least, you know, like, visually. Um, So... That's that's my plan for Mr. Farley, because it's the first birthday that we will be sharing together.
1: Mm, that's fun, okay, so then, you know what? why don't you talk more about why you think the love languages is bullshit? uh because it can't just okay. be it can't just be the fact that like you know you don't want people to compete or something, but I was yeah. thinking like the reason. Why they're kind of horseshit is because, like, I don't know, just thinking about my other relationships, because this podcast is, of course, not just about romantic relationships. It's about like all facets of relationships. And just thinking mm-hmm. about like my friendships and stuff like that, like, any of this, you know, doesn't really apply to that. I don't know. I just feel like relationships can be thought of more of a broad term, not necessarily romantic and you know what I mean? So like something that I require from everyone who has a relationship, including Noah, is just like emotional honesty.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I just feel like things are a little more complicated than Than the five. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's kind of my, we'll call it the, the horseshit argument is that like, you know i've taken quizzes or whatever in preparation for this episode and like you know i get something different every time oh my where god it's like, i want to take a all quiz. of these apply to me you know what i'm saying oh i love a quiz i do love a quiz but um i feel like you know i give and receive love in all of these aspects so the idea that It's kind of proposed with like you have a love language and your partner has a love language and you should do this, this and this to help your partner with their love language. It's like, you know, or we could just do all of them, you know, unless certain ones like Parker mentioned make people uncomfortable, you know, like physical touch. That could be one where, you know, you really need to check in with your partner about what they're comfortable with. But I think it's just. It's also one of the things where, like, I've heard so much about love languages. It's like kind of like a buzzword, I think, for some people. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, Ugh, I wish this thing was less popular, and then like other actual therapy techniques were more popular.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I just and and because, like, to your point on that, there are so many books about. Mm-hmm. Things that can help your marriage. You know what I mean? Like there's so many. So much advice out there. And there's so much bad advice as well. That's the thing. Where it's like. Yeah. You know. I think it was this article. Where this Mormon woman got really attacked for it. But it was like. Why you should sleep with your husband every day. And it was the most ridiculous. Fucking blog post or i think it was for huff huffington post or maybe buzzfeed but it was so (laughs) fucking stupid or it's just like oh men are you know they're physical creatures all they need is like sex and food or it's just like what the fuck are you talking about like you know did the lady that wrote twilight write this article right (laughs) fucking exact i swear to god goddamn mormons um yeah yeah their houses look so nice so that they can like try to feign that they're not in some fucked up cult but they're in some Mm -hmm. fucked up cult uh yeah and that's on being a dick to mormons i mean like you know come at me please send me an email if you're a mormon because your life's all fucked up so
0: yeah sorry sorry we're haters of cults yeah sorry to be a
1: hater not a fan uh but it's just like I just feel like there is a lot of bad fucking advice out there. So like what you really need to do instead of picking up a book and reading about, you know, 101 things I wish I'd known before I got married. If you're really interested, whether you think you have like a problem with your partner or not is to go to fucking therapy, go to couples counseling, like do the work because, They're probably going to be more equipped to recommend a book to you that Mm -hmm. will actually help you because they know who you are and what your problems are.
0: Yeah. Like if research is your jam, Mm -hmm. they can totally help you, like give you direction for that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Where it was like, you know, I need where it's like, you know, no one. I definitely less woo woo more. We need practical things. And a therapist would be able to facilitate that idea to us and different concepts and like just different techniques that you can use in your relationship. And I just think that the, I definitely agree with you. Like the idea that if you just figure out your partner's love language, everything's fine. You know, that's obviously not the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Marriage, marriage and any relationship uh, is extremely hard. And requires work, like the idea that you're just perfect together and, you know, you get along so great and this and that. Well, you know, that's all perfect if you live in a bubble, but life happens and makes things hard. And so Mm -hmm. you have to, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you go out the world together. So, Mm -hmm. you know, marriage, relationships, they require effort. Period.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah effort
1: beyond reading a book I feel (laughs) yeah exactly and I know like I think what's really interesting about our perspectives in this podcast is that like you're in this new relationship kind of idealistic relationship you know you've had like one argue one or two arguments here or there and Mm -hmm. it's like you know what I mean like that new fresh relationship that's what you're in right now you know and it's like I'm coming from a point of view where it's, like, a relationship that I have, you know, really, like, worked hard at every second. Not that you're not working hard in your relationship, of course. But just, mm-hmm. you know, there's things that have not come up in your relationship, you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. that can uh, create a... An issue between, uh, you know what I mean? Like a miscommunication mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, we talked about the par- par- partner arguments, you know, where a argument can erupt. So I don't know. I just feel like love languages is great. And I feel like you should kind of have a rough idea about how you perceive love and how you give love, but mm-hmm. it's just not the end all be all. Right. Is that kind of the conclusion to all this, you think?
0: Yeah. And I think also because we are always talking about the relationship with yourself. If you know that one of these ways is how you like to be shown affection, you know, if it's one that you can show to yourself, do it. You know, like I definitely we all know I'm a I'm a woo woo and i definitely will like in the morning before work if i'm feeling a little stressed out like pull down the car mirror and like give myself some words of affirmation you know
1: mhm yeah or maybe it's about buying yourself something you know nice that you've always wanted
0: right if you, if you are capable of doing so, because I think we've talked about it before. Sometimes that self-care slope is real slippery.
1: <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be a Tom Haverford about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh,
0: Treat yourself.
1: Exactly. It, you know, you want to have some control of yourself, but or also you could do, you know, quality time. Maybe you just need to like take a bath and
0: take a moment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I know for gifts, like I had a rough day and I was like waiting for Charlie to get off work or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the dollar store and treat myself to whatever the heck I want. (laughs) And it was like, you know, everything in there is just a dollar, but it was just that like satisfaction of being like, wow, each and every one of these things I'm purchasing is just for me. (laughs) Yeah. And And it was like socks. It's also, yeah.
1: It's also just like the act of going out on your own, being by yourself and, you know, doing something for yourself.
0: Yeah, because Charlie has definitely said, he's like, wow, you're, you're the most independent person I've ever dated. Because I do. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going on a hike today. I'll see you later. But, um, yeah, not everybody's like that. I understand. And that's okay. Everybody's different. And the last thing I will say about this uh, horseshit love languages episode that has been so chaotic is that your love languages can change. Because people change. You know, mm-hmm. so like I think kind of what tar- what Parker was talking about, where you know, I'm in a new relationship, she's in a she's been in a relationship a while. I'm sure at, throughout her progression, not trying to speak for you, but I'm sure throughout your progression, like your you and Noah's love languages have both changed, just like as your lives have changed, mm-hmm. you know, like what you needed from each other has changed. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely.
1: I mean, especially if you think about things in perspective of, like, Mr. Baby stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, just, like, coming downstairs to a clean situation is, can be great, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. definitely. Definitely, I think just things become, like, more practical, so. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to think about the things that you need from yourself and from others. That's basically what a love language is, right? I mean...
0: Yeah, I don't think Gary Chapman wrote this book to be like a fix it for every situation. I think he was really writing a book about, you know, how to like be introspective about what you need and then also like to think about what your partner needs.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think just like having some self-realization is Mm -hmm. (laughs) can be extremely helpful. You know, I mean, everybody should know how they perceive love, right? Like, because mm-hmm. it, and and the idea that not everybody does it the same way, you know?
0: Yeah, because I, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I have only child syndrome. So like, sometimes I forget that other people are different than me just because I'm used to only being by myself. So like, sometimes when I'm communicating with Charlie, I'm just like, oh, well, you communicate totally different than me. And I just, I think I need to get used to that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, of course. But I mean, I don't know. I guess we should probably wrap this up. This episode um, was in rare form. I'm kind no, what of, were you going to say? I'm kind of excited. You don't have
0: to, you don't have to cut yourself off. No, what I just, I mean, say? I
1: don't even, I, I don't even know if there is anything left to say. I feel like we've we what, be, beat a dead horse, you know? I think yeah. we've like, I mean, I guess what we're saying is some probably stuff that people you know, either know already or haven't really thought about. And so Mm. I think in conclusion on this episode, uh, think about how you receive love. Think about how you show love and think about if that is compatible with the people around you and the people that you love and the people that you're trying to show love to. Right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, I think that's more of the broad, perhaps more helpful way. Like, Maybe the whole love languages is a great starting off point, a great jumping off point, a great list for you to look at, but then make sure you think a little bit more deeply about truly what it means for you to feel loved. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's so important. And then like we've said in other episodes, you know, demand that from the people around you. Right. Like mm-hmm. demand to be
0: recognized and demand to be, appreciated, right? Yeah, have those have those conversations people and if you're feeling nervous about any sort of I mean, we have a ton of episodes out already. We have an episode on boundaries which is really great about like the language to use when you're setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. We have the one on partner arguments mm-hmm. which might be great for like figuring out how to discuss these things with your partner. I mean, and you know, obviously there are other resources than just us. Yeah. And if you check our Instagram We're pretty good about, like, sharing resources that we've used, Mm -hmm. you know? So email or, you know, DM us. We would love to hear about, like, your situation. And, you know, if you only want to talk to one of us, you're like, Parker really just seems like she would get me more (laughs) because she's not any of that woo-woo crap. (laughs) Like, that's totally fine. Just putting the subject for Parker's eyes only, you know?
1: (laughs) I got you. I'm here for the practicality of it all. Uh, yeah. And I, I, you know, like I just would say this can be a really fun conversation that you could have with your partner. If your partner, uh, and you have never really talked about this, uh, I would say make it a date night, right? I mean, make it a quarantine date night where you, uh, go to the five dot com and, you know, do like their couples.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? Do some couples quiz. Do some couples
1: quizzes. That's adorable.
0: Do you remember when, like, Cosmo, like, for girls, you know, oh, for, yeah. like, young girls used to have all these awesome little quizzes Ugh. and you and your, like, gal pals would sit on someone's bed and, like, fill out the quizzes? I yes. mean, let's bring back quiz culture. I know. <laughs> and, like, I know
1: BuzzFeed is still putting out, like, unnecessary quizzes, but, yeah, le- like, that sounds fun, man, because I definitely would like to know, you know, what sort of – uh great british bake-off dessert i am or something you know what i mean like yeah that's what, what I type of about. bread yeah i need to know what type. <laughs> of, i'm brioche by the way um but anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> but anyway i think i think that was i think i mean i think we've made our point and definitely make sure to follow us on instagram i feel like that's where we do most of our work is instagram we're big instagram people so yeah we'll be more if you if you don't have an instagram
0: are you my mom um your mom has an instagram and she comments constantly so i don't want to hear that i mean well then maybe you're my 97
1: year old grandmother (laughs) my great grandmother i mean get yourself an instagram get on there get off of facebook facebook is such shit like i i mean we're on facebook but technically technically Just because we like, you know, but definitely check us out on Instagram because Angel does artwork for every episode. I'm finally going through and sharing just the artwork because I just feel like people really respond to it Um, because, you know, the artwork that you're showing is like expressing what we're talking about in this in episodes and something for like emotional intimacy. Everybody loves, I think. You know, everybody understands that idea and that concept. And seeing it on, like, in a visual is lovely. Like, I think one of my favorites so far was definitely the Freak Like Me episode. Cause yes. you could just, like, the idea that you're just so passionate about someone was definitely, like, mm-hmm. was coming through in that piece. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, check out our episode Freak Like Me. I think... It's a pretty popular episode, so I'm sure you'll like it. And also, if in the future you would like, like, if you're an artist and you would like a little bit of exposure, you know, we would love for you to design one of our episode arts. You know, I don't want to just be the only one, even though, yeah, even though it technically is, you know, half my podcast, half your podcast, we would love to like showcase your art. You know, just email us or DM us and we'll tell you like what topics are coming up. And then if one really, Speaks to you, like we'll make it happen.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely, yeah. And then your your art can be forever embedded in uh our episode, so very fun. And uh oh, you can check us up on Patreon as well. So make sure you do all that. I need to do a pa- pa- Patreon post, so we on can Insta? actually tell people about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the time this comes out, it will, it will, be it will be happened. there. It will be there. All right, cool. You know, thank you for listening.